This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more Reddit stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider in the like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. But let's crack on with today's first story. Now, today's first story comes from Necessary Light and says, Am I the asshole for telling my niece that her brother will always mean more to me than her and won't help more than what a normal aunt would, like it did for her brother? For clarity's sake, the children in this story, Luke, legally OP's son, biologically OP's nephew, Justin, biologically and legally OP's son, Emily, OP's niece, Luke's biological sister, but legally his cousin. When I, 43 female, was 18, and when my sister, 47, was 22 female, at the time I had my nephews, let's call him Luke, with a then boyfriend, now husband. My sister and her husband didn't have any interest in Luke when he was born, so I took the role of taking care of him. I got my grandmother, she's an angel, to watch him while I was in my last year of high school in exchange for me cleaning and cooking for her on the weekends. My parents weren't much help either. They would give me about $100 a month for Luke, and if you have a kid, then you know it's not much. Me and my grandmother were the only ones to take care of him. A year after I graduated from high school, was kicked out with my nephew because my parents, sister, and her husband didn't want to deal with us anymore. My sister said she wished she never gave birth to him. I immediately went to my grandmother and we went to a family law attorney and I got custody of him. My sister and her husband signed their rights to me. I live with my grandmother and I went to community college and my part-time job, she watched my son, Luke. There was a lot of work, especially when my grandmother passed away when my son was six. My grandmother left 90% of her things to me in her will, which caused my parents and sister to reach out to me under false intentions to meet my son and I to reconnect. That didn't last long and I told them they could either act right or never see us again. My dad decided to actually reconnect with my son and I and now we are close. While my mum and I don't really talk much but she treats Luke nice. When Luke was eight, both me and my sister became pregnant and that's when my sister decided she wanted my son back and started to tell him that me and my husband wouldn't love him anymore because my actual son came along. My husband met my son when he was five and we were already together for a year before he met my son. My husband treats Luke like his and we got married when my son was seven and adopted him when he was nine, with my son's permission. We found out that my sister was saying this when one day he broke down crying, asking us not to leave him after we told him that would never happen. He explained what my sister and her husband were saying Luke knows that he's not my biological son, but he is my son. After that, I cut contact with my sister and her husband again and did family therapy and individual therapy for my son. 
When I had my son, one pregnancy, two children, I made it clear that our love for him, Luke, didn't change. When my sister reached out about two years later, I decided to go low contact with her with the okay with my son and husband. My husband and I live comfortably while my sister and her husband struggle sometimes financially. My kids did extracurricular activities, got the presents they wanted and went on one big family trip in the summer, while my sister and her husband couldn't afford much. So when my niece was around nine, my sister started making comments about how I needed to pay for this or that for my niece, but I told her it wasn't my job. I gave my niece the gifts she wanted, took her out from time to time, but nowhere near how I would treat my own kids. Now my son, second, is turning 17. My husband and I were talking about getting him a cheap starter car. We did the same for Luke when he was 17. My niece is also turning 17, and apparently my sister told her she was going to get a car too. The thing is, my sister can't afford to buy her a car, so she asked me to, but I told her I wasn't going to buy her a car. I didn't promise her one and that it's not my job to get her one. My sister then got mad and didn't talk to me for a while. When my son's 17th birthday came around, we surprised him with a car. My niece then called me a couple of days later, screaming and crying, asking me why I hate her and why I can't treat her the same as her brother. I calmly told her things were different. Her brother is my son while she is my niece. I'm her aunt and nothing more. That as an aunt, my job was birthday presents, Christmas presents and showing up when it mattered. That was it. That her brother will always be more to me than she'll ever be. And my niece started yelling at me again, telling me that I'm being unfair and hung up. My sister then called me to berate me how I need to do more. I told her if she wouldn't have promised a car to her or my money to my niece, none of this would have happened. It's been a couple of days and I'm getting calls from some family and some of my sister's friends calling me a bitch and some other things. I do feel bad because my kids did grow up with more and I guess I could have helped more. So am I the asshole for what I said to my niece? So there's some relevant information where people ask questions. So someone says, why would courts allow a teenager to have custody? Opie says, I was 19 when I got custody. But then fine with signing over their parental rights and I proven that I can provide for him gave the courts no reason to not give me custody. It was months of proving I could provide for him. I said have people come to my grandmother's house and see where we lived and to make sure that I could provide a safe and stable environment. Someone says, why do you maintain a relationship with these people? Opie says because she had my niece, but mainly talking to my dad about it. It's why I maintain low contact. We only really talk when big holidays and birthdays come up. I have very low contact with my sister as it is. The only time we're around each other is certain people's birthdays and big holidays. I always put my son first. It's why I never truly let her back into my life, especially his. I make sure both my sons are happy and they make it perfectly clear when they don't want them around. That's why I didn't invite them to my son's birthday party. With the smart comments she makes, she stopped until she found out I was going to give my second son a car. Then it started. That's when I distanced my family from her more. Even back then, when she made comments, I put a stop to it. So don't tell me I don't have a spine because I stepped up at 18 to raise an amazing kid. Do you think I would really let my kids suffer, especially to the hand of someone like her? I don't care for my sister, but I care for my niece. My niece and sister sadly come as a package deal. Someone says, why do you have a relationship with dad? Opie says, because my dad truly tried and did change. He was actually there for my sons and me. After my dad was around for a while, my mum wanted to get to know my kids too. And she made some changes too. Not as much as my dad, but enough to where my husband and I felt comfortable. 
Just because they change doesn't excuse the past. They still aren't trusted enough to where I ever let my kids alone with them. My sister, a year or two after my niece was born, she became a little better. But we still didn't really have a relationship. And when we did have one, it was only to talk about birthdays and big holidays. When she would make smart comments, she would stop after my husband, dad and I said something. But she did it more after she found out I was getting my son a car. Someone says, does niece know everything? Opie says, my niece knows Luke is legally my son. I just don't think she knows how he legally became my son. Someone says, how the fuck are other family members calling you out? Opie says, I think the extended family got told a different story. For the friends, my sister probably rallied them together. I think it's completely ridiculous, especially when we can be civil about it instead of bringing everyone in. Then more information on the sister, Opie says, I don't know why she rejected him. Her husband and her always chose to party and go out over him. They were never home and when they were, they were asleep or ignoring him. I don't know what my niece's home life was like except they had financial problems off and on. Then more information on how Luke was treated. Opie says, when I would come home from school, he'd be crying and covered in pee and poo. Everyone would just ignore him. About a month of that is when I went to my grandmother and she brought him diapers and formula. This is also when my grandmother and I came up with a deal of her watching him while I'm in school and my part-time job. When I'm out of school or off, he'll be with me. My parents worked a lot, so when they came home, they didn't want to deal with a baby. They kicked us out because they were tired of Luke crying all the time and me asking for help to buy him diapers, formula, etc. They said they were tired of giving me money for him, $100 a month. Someone says, how is Luke now? Opie says Luke is doing well. He graduated from college a little while ago and has amazing friends. He's starting a new job soon and he's looking forward to it. Now there's a lot to unpack there, isn't there? The actual absolute entitlement of that family in one. And you know, there is a bit of me that feels sorry for the niece. She's been brought up by this person. So of course she's going to be this way. And I always, I always think about these people and I know they can change themselves, of course, but I always think about what kind of future do they have when they're being brought up by a person like that? The niece is already showing levels of entitlement the same as the sister in this. So, you know, it's, it's horrible to see. And you've got the whole kicking you out of the house. You know, you having to raise a child at 19 with grandmother. Them coming home and not wanting to have to deal with a baby. And, and the whole thing is just bloody awful. And it was one of the comments that the, the main comment is like, why do you maintain a relationship with these people? They just sound absolutely awful. But Opie did come in to update the post and says, thank you for the advice. I really appreciate everything everyone had to say. First, I want to set something straight. I never let my sister hurt my kids like some of y'all think. Low contact was for my niece and that's all it was. When birthdays were coming up, we would talk about birthdays or holidays. The conversation would consist of when I would pick up my niece, let's call her Emily, how long I would keep her and when I would drop her off back home. My sister never kept my kids, never been to my house and never talked to them without me or my husband present. Now another reason for the civil relationship with my sister is because Emily and my second son, let's call him Justin, went to the same school. For any type of school event that was going on, my sister was there. My kids and these had a good relationship before the car situation. Justin and Emily had a close relationship and Emily and Luke had a friendly relationship. I always made sure my kids were happy when my sister was in their life, which is basically non-existent except for some school events and some big family get-together. Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? 
Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Update two days after Emily's call. I decided to call her to meet up with her. We decided to meet at a park that's a few minutes away from my home. When we met, Emily seemed normal but a little bit tired. I told her I didn't mean to hurt her in any way, but she needs to understand it's not my job because I'm not her parent. She said she understood that but was jealous that her brother Luke and Justin got everything they wanted. I told her that first, Luke isn't her brother but a cousin. Second of all, they don't get everything they want. They work for it. They get good grades, do chores, stay out of trouble for the most part. I then asked her the real reason for why she was acting this way. That she never had a problem before this. She then started crying, saying it wasn't fair that Luke and Justin get everything they want while she gets barely anything. That Luke lucked out in life by being adopted by my husband and I. That she deserves to have what my sons have. That she is my family, so I have to take care of her too. I told her that she is part of my family, but not my child. I do love her, but she is not my responsibility. I then asked her why she feels so strongly about it. She said that even though her parents do take good care of her, she feels like she's just an obligation to them. When she sees how Luke and Justin were raised, she gets jealous because in her eyes, we don't look at the boys as an obligation. That we are a family that's always together and always works through our problems and helps each other. That even though I stayed in her life and took her out with my family, she always felt jealous that she had to be the one to leave. That she felt second place and since I took Luke in, I should take her in with no problem. I told her that while I understand her feelings, I'm not going to treat her as my kid. I didn't raise her, but I do love her. That is her parents' job to get her a car or to help her get one. Then she got more upset saying that I clearly don't care about her and she left. I text her saying that I do care for her, but I'm not her mum and it's not my job. After I got home, my husband and I talked and we decided to call my sister. I told her that my family and I are going full no contact. My sister then asked, how about I'm going to get in contact with Emily? I told her Emily is almost an adult and she can contact me if she wants. She then asked me if I was going to get Emily a car. I said no. I told her that it's her job. That she's her mother and she needs to act like it. Emily needs her to be a mum and hung up the phone. Locked and deleted her number. The next day I got a call from my mum. She believes that I should give Emily some money for a car if I won't give her one. I told her I wasn't going to do that and hung up because all it's going to do is cause a fight. I then called dad and explained everything and he thinks I'm right. Then my dad called asking if I could come over on Wednesday. When he showed up, he was visibly upset. 
Mum gave a big chunk of money out of my parents' retirement fund to my sister. This has caused my parents to have a huge fight, which led my dad to packing a suitcase and staying in a motel for a bit. Now I'm going no contact with my sister and mum. I'll be going low contact with my niece for now. Thank you again for the advice that everyone had given me. But after that post, someone comes in and says, on Emily deserving unconditional love. OP responds saying, I didn't say she doesn't deserve unconditional love. Luke also doesn't see her as a sister, but as a cousin. To him, the only sibling he has is Justin. I hope she gets the love she wants, but I can't give it to her. What do you think I should do then? I do love Emily, but I don't see her as a daughter. To me, I have two kids and that is it. Emily isn't my child. I do feel for her, but I can't help her like she wants. She's not unwanted just because I don't want to be a motherly role for her. Doesn't mean she's unloved. She's loved by many people that are family and are not. Information on Luke and Emily's relationship. Luke has an okay relationship with Emily. They have a regular cousin relationship. Justin and Emily had a really close friendship. Luke doesn't think of her as a sister, but as a cousin. Justin is the only sibling to him and that's how he feels. He knows what's going on and he agrees with me. All their life, they never had a problem with being cousins. This is the first time she's called him her brother. Luke doesn't think of her as a sister at all to him. He has one sibling and that's Justin. Someone says, did she specifically ask you to act motherly towards her? Opie says, she wants me to treat her how I treat my own kids. She says she wants my family life for herself. Having dinner all together, going out on the weekend to have a family day joining us for our yearly family vacation. She wants my husband and I to attend her school things, celebrate her like we celebrate our kids. She wants to come over more, to be an equal to our kids. Overall, she wants to be treated like how I treat my kids. But around two and a half months later, Opie comes back in with a new post and says, about a week after the post, I decided to talk to Emily. We decided to meet at my home. I asked everyone not to be home because I wanted her and I to talk privately. When she showed up, she didn't really want to look at me and I asked her if I could give her a hug. She nodded her head and the minute I hugged her, she cried. She said she was sorry for how she acted and I told her she didn't need to apologize. I asked her about how her parents treat her again to understand more about what's going on. She told me that her dad treats her well and he tries to spend time with her but he's busy because he works two jobs. While my sister is home more, she usually just keeps to herself and doesn't really like to be bugged. I then asked her if she feels like she's being neglected. She said no, just sometimes they don't have family time that much because her parents argue a lot, especially about money. That sometimes her mum does make her feel like an obligation, but she knows that they do love her. I then asked her about the money my mum took from the retirement fund. She said that she and my sister were going car shopping soon. I then brought up her calling Luke her brother and if she feels that way about him. She says she sees him like a cousin she thought if she played the brother card i'd feel inclined to help her she then explained that even though they are biologically siblings they are cousins and will always be cousins i then asked her if she knew how i ended up adopting luke she said that she knew and her dad had explained what they did apparently my sister sugarcoated it while her dad told her the blunt truth it was complete truth that he told her luke only sees her as a cousin also but luke only has one sibling and that's justin I then spoke to her about seeing a therapist that we would pay for. My husband agreed. She said she would think about it. I then asked her if she would like to do a fun day out with me on Saturdays. She got excited and said she would really like that. That weekend, we went on our first day out. 
we went to this restaurant that she's been wanting to try. We had a good time. I then took her to a bookstore because she loves to read and I bought her a couple of books that she's been wanting. When Emily and I were supposed to have our second weekend out, I had to cancel because Justin ended up in the hospital. While at football practice, he started wheezing a little bit and he took his inhaler, but that didn't wait the appropriate time. He then got tackled, which knocked the wind out of him and caused him to have a bad asthma attack. This happened on Friday and Justin stayed at the hospital till Sunday. Emily and I were supposed to go out on Saturday and that morning I called her and told her I had to cancel before I could tell her why. She started yelling at me saying I never cared about her and hung up the phone. I tried calling back, but it went straight to voicemail. Then I sent her a text saying that I didn't mean to hurt her, but Justin was in the hospital and that we can have our day next weekend. I never heard back from her. I gave up on reaching out to her after a couple of days. Two days ago, my family and I were out for a family night when my neighbors called saying they called the cops because someone was vandalizing one of our cars. When we got home, the cops were there and it was Justin's car. The car had scratches, little dents and paint. There are two broken windows. My husband and I checked our security footage and you could see Emily and someone else vandalizing the car. My husband gave the video copy to the police and Emily and her friend got arrested the next morning. My sister and my mum came to my house screaming that I was ruining my niece's life and if I loved her, I would drop the charges. My husband admitted that we won't drop the charges and Justin and Luke agree with my husband. A lot of people have asked Luke's view on everything so I decided to talk to him. He said he's over everything and it's best to cut contact with everyone, even Emily, because she's just like her mum. So, we are cutting contact with everyone, except for my dad. And not exactly the same, but it, it just gave me, a story popped into my head about, like, the, do you remember the story where there were some brothers who broke into, I think it was their uncle's shed and stole a bunch of tools, and, you know, when it was reported and the, the guy got arrested, he came back with a couple of hammers and was banging on the door and all that sort of stuff. Holy moly. But there were some relevant comments on this. So someone follows up on the first post asking about how OP's family could be mad that she didn't get Emily a car. OP said my husband and I make a good amount of money. We're not rich, but we live comfortably. When I first started having a relationship with Emily, my sister would try to demand things from me, especially when it came to money. When I wouldn't give in, she'd try to get my mum to make me give it to her. Of course, that would never work. Most of the time, mum would stop when dad got involved. I'm sure my sister told a false narrative of me to her friends and some family members that I really don't talk to. My sister promised Emily a car. She'd been wanting a car for a while. When she didn't get one, everything went into chaos. My sister decided to save herself by trying to blame me for Emily being upset. Someone says, what does your dad think of all this? Hoopy says, he's upset with Emily but not surprised by her. He agrees to press charges also and says not to back out of pressing charges. I think he's just tired and wants everything to calm down. And then one more explanation for why OP didn't cut contact before this. OP says, the reason for me having contact with my sister and niece is Justin and Emily went to the same school and had the same classes. Anytime I went to a school event where my sister was there, I didn't want Justin to be in a hostile environment at school. So I thought having a semi-civil relationship would be best, especially when Emily and Justin were making friends with the same people. I didn't want to move Justin out of the school because it's a very good school and he already loved it there. With my parents, we came into contact after my grandmother died and the will was read. That was when Luke was six. My mum tried to be nice because I was left with 90% of my grandmother's things. My dad actually tried to have a relationship with everyone and he admitted his wrongdoings. This took years to build up 
Not just a simple, I'm sorry, and we were good. Ugh, absolute messed up situation. And look, I feel I always feel like I have to say this, that I'm not excusing any kind of behavior or anything like that, but I can't help but feel sorry for that girl at the same time. Like I say, what kind of life is she going to have? You know, her life's already getting fucked up. She's acting out emotionally. You know, she doesn't feel good enough, if you like, around her family already. Sounds emotionally neglected. Mother sounds like a right ass. Starts to finally build some kind of relationship with the OP and then destroys it within the same post as well. I mean, it's sad, isn't it? An incredibly messed up situation. I can only imagine going through that and then seeing, you know, your your bio brother have this family life that you dream of. And of course, it's not OP's responsibility. And it sounds like in that update that they did try to build some kind of bond with them. Incredibly sad. But what would you do in this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.